welcome to the narrowing path walking the spiritual walk my name is steve van eiderstein and thank y'all for joining me again to read uh, daily meditation for james allen and i'm looking forward to seeing what he has to, to say today and uh, the direction he's going to continue to take for these last two days of february uh yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it it's been quite a journey so far and i really appreciated um i really just appreciated how he brought up solitude and and how important that is because it's something that I haven't um, practiced as much as I need to and I've had a couple conversations about it and it's definitely something I'm grateful to have been um, reminded of so here we go again, February 27th. This is fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning I have not read this pre prior to reading it on this podcast. And uh, you'll get my genuine reactions, responses, observations, and what I relate to about the reading. And we will go from there. So here we go, James Allen, February 27th. Human loves are reflections of divine love. Men clinging to self and to the countless shadows of evil are in the habit of thinking divine thinking of divine love as something belonging to a god is out of reach as something outside ourselves and that must forever remain outside truly the love of god is ever beyond the reach of self but when the heart and mind are emptied of self, then this selfless love, this supreme love, the love that is of God or good, becomes an inward and abiding reality. And this inward realization of holy love is none other than the love of Christ that is so much talked about and so little comprehended. The love that is not only the love that not only saves the soul from sin, but lifts it also above the power of temptation. Divine love knows neither sorrow nor change. It's so interesting. He talks about solitude first, or yesterday, and truth the days prior. And then we get to today, and he comes into divine love. It's just an interesting progression because when you're spiritually aware, when you're seeking truth, and earlier on in this it talked about how power was love, wisdom was love. So it's interesting that he comes into love right here. How we have to practice these things. We have to seek truth. We have to practice solitude, practice meditation. To get to this point of understanding and recognizing and implementing even divine love. That's important. That's so important. Human love loves are reflections of divine loves. Right there it says we can have this divine love when we love truly as a human so it's not out of the reach of our it's not out of our grasp 
And that's so important to understand and realize. Men, he goes on to say, men clinging to self and to the comfortless shadows of evil are in the habit of thinking divine love as something belonging to a God who is out of reach. We don't think it's possible for us to do this. A lot of people use that as an escape or use that as a um, cop-out or excuse their own behavior, right? I like how he says clinging to self because a lot of love or what is called love today is selfish because it serves a purpose in our mind. It gives us a certain level of comfort or validation or this or that. We seek love, but we don't seek to give love. We seek to receive love. We seek to be val have or another selfish way to love is we love somebody to have them validate that. Like, yes, you are loving. Yes, you can't. You are kind. Yes, yes, yes. Like, you are a good person because you love me. And then in return, hopefully getting love back. It, the love today is very, very selfish. It's lustful. It's self-serving, self-confirming. I didn't realize it fully until really doing this spiritual work. And it's like, and it's uh, it, it's convenient for us to think this is a God love only, something that we can never achieve because then it lets us um, remove ourselves from the challenge of loving truly, of loving thoroughly, of loving in a very real way. Does that, and that's only, God can only love that. That's what we think. Everything else is us just being animals and us being human, right? That's what we like to say. That's what I liked to say for a long time. I'm just human. No, there can be, you can be more than that. You can, you can love differently than that, than an animal. But you have to want to. And to want to, you have to realize it's attainable. He then says, as something outside themselves. He, this is right after the, um, that men are in the habit of thinking divine love as something belonging to God who is out of reach. As something outside our, themselves and that must forever remain outside. Again, that's what I was just talking about. We, we put it outside of us, unobtainable, so we can justify and settle into our selfish, self-serving versions of what love is. Truly, the love of God is ever beyond the reach of self. But when the heart and mind are emptied of self, then this selfless love and supreme love, the love that God, that is of God or good, becomes an inward and abiding reality. When we do the work to remove ourselves, when, when we do the work to get out of our own way enough to let this true love in, to let this concept, this um, type of love run our lives into our souls, it is possible. It's not something we can obtain by going and working through our own selfish and self-centered eyes. We have to um, get ourselves out of the way. We have to, and a lot of that is done through being of service to other people, selflessly, not for a for the for a uh, backhanded selfish purpose. 
not for a reward, but selfishly giving of oneself. True love can usually, or divine love, it's saying here, not true love, divine love can really step in in those times. And I believe that's one of the only ways to be able to do it, and it's through the maintenance of your spiritual condition. It's through those, the solitude, the prayer, the meditation, the time alone with God. And then going out and being of service to God and others. And here... It also is calling it good, you know, and this is whatever your conception of God may be. It could be good. It could be nature. It could be source, you know. I, he uses God regularly in this reading, which is different than most. But I believe it to be true. There is a genuine divine love. A good love. A non-self-serving love. To genuinely just want the best for your fellow man. For your friends, your romantic partners, your family members, everybody. I believe it's out there. I believe it's possible. I feel like I have experienced it from others. And I have experienced it for others as well. Ever since I got sober. But it takes me getting out of my own way. He goes on to say that, and this inward realization of holy love is none other than the love of Christ. There's so much talked about and so little comprehended. This is in the Bible and the scriptures and um, everything that's talked about. This is the love that it's being referred to. It's not obviously the modern conception of love, which is more, more so lust, validation of some sort and some um, fear-driven desire. The love that only slaves, excuse me, <laughs> the love that not, not only saves the soul from sin, but lifts it above the power of temptation. Oh, here we go. We tied it back into temptation, which we were talking about earlier. This divine love changes us. And those desires we talk about, we talked about earlier on this month, those desires that make us take actions that we wouldn't normally take and that are selfish and self-centered, which puts us in a position to hurt people. That's important to realize. This divine love for another human being and this divine love from the God of your understanding, of your comprehension, nature, or whatever it might be, source that. That love you get, that energy you get, brings you above the temptations we have just to feel comfort or to feel validated externally from other things. Because when we can get, when we can receive that love and give that love, when we receive that love from a power greater than ourselves and give that love to others and put that out into the world in general, not even necessarily just the people, but everything, it changes us. There is no temptation because there's no desire driving it. We are fulfilled in what we do. And that's an important thing for me to remember. To overcome temptation is divine love. Divine, he ends it with this statement. Divine love knows neither sorrow nor change. 
doesn't know loss because it still loves. It doesn't change because of what someone did because it still loves. Love, this type of love, this type of appreciation and genuinely good intention and, and hope does not change regardless of the individual, what they've done, how they've done it. And no sorrow, knows neither sorrow nor change. It's a grateful love to have known somebody, to have been a part of something. So it knows no sorrow and it knows no change. What an amazing promise. What a beautiful thing to understand. I love that. <laughs> what a thing to strive for. What a motivator to continue on this spiritual journey. To be able to tr love truly and honestly. So, well, I will go ahead and I will wrap it up there. Fantastic. Again, reading today. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what the last day in February has got. It's always, uh, January's was pretty good, so I'm looking forward to this month as well. Um, thank you all for joining me, though, and I will uh, be here again tomorrow for February 28th, and we will see what it ends with. So, until next time, thanks. Mm -hmm.